welcome to BitStorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, taking a sip of his drink, so I'll give him a second, Trevor Scott. Yes, I am here. And this week we are going to continue with our new series, Click Pitch Garage. Trevor, why don't you tell our listening audience... What, uh, what's that? Uh, we decided to take our regular click pitch game where we each grab a random word and sort of mash it together and come up with, uh, game designs and all that sort of stuff and add in some additional restrictions and that being game mechanics. So, so far in this series, we've done grappling hooks and tech trees and today we don't know what we're gonna. We're, we don't know what no. we're gonna tackle. So we're gonna find out the next two episodes worth of worth of mechanics today. Uh, yep. We're both gonna say it on the counter. Three, two, one. Mm-hmm. Three, two, we'll one. Decide. Say it. Don't. It's not three, two, one. Now and then say. It's three, two, one. Say. <laughs> three, two, one. Say. Say on zero. Yes. Yeah, say on zero. Yeah. Uh, let me get it in my head. So I don't have to reach for it mm-hmm. on zero. Okay, I've got it. Do you have yours? I have mine. All right. Three, two, one. Combo Streaming meters. integration. Okay, so we've got combo meters and we've got streaming integration. Combo meters. Okay, combo meters. Yeah, I, I like both of those. I think there's they're, they're both wide open for possibilities. So, um, I'm I'm really. I'm really liking combo meters. So I think I think this week we switch it up. The first time it was me and then you and now we'll just go double you and then W X Y and Trev. Yes. Uh yeah, that's what we'll do then. Cool. So today's mechanic that we try to work into every game in our click pitch is combo meters. Combo meters. Whether it's, you know, the classic Tony Hawk combo building up over time or a, you know, fighting game combo, whatever it is, it may, we'll, we'll apply it to many different games, whatever we come up I'm, with. I'm looking forward to seeing how we put it into a adventure game because that, that'll, that'll be amazing to see all those <laughs> points, you know, the more points that you get, the higher the combo meter goes and yeah, like- the number of times you point things and then click on them yes. in a row without pointing on something and not clicking. In fact, maybe maybe it could be that you don't want to build your combo meter up because that's how many clicks you've done without clicking on an actual <laughs> item that you can interact with. It's, it's avoiding the, the hidden pixel syndrome. <laughs> the more things you click on, the higher your combo, and that's a bad thing. It's golf rules. All right, well, let's, before we you know, pre-play... Before we pre-play our mechanics, let's jump in and each get an adjective and a noun. Three, two, one, click. Concentrated fallacy. Glad you put that last syllable on. Extended publication. Okay, extended publication. So, I mean... uh, Fallacies are often concentrated in publications of a certain time. I, <laughs> if you want to go into I the think, media I think landscape, of, I think of extended publication, and I think tabloid because that goes very well with fallacy. So this is like Rupert Murdoch pro skater. 
<laughs> oh my god. Pro hater? <laughs> oh god, I'm he's a bit of a hater. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Um Okay. So this this is like a I don't know one one of those one of those tabloids that, you know, talks about alien abductions and you know yeah, i married a daily alien observer kind of no wait is that one of them i don't know whatever like your yes um, elvis sightings and- yeah yeah all, all those awesome sort of things so it's it's not a it's not a um yeah it's not a tabloidy sort of thing but it's it's more around the actual um it's it's cryptozoology and it's like the really out there stuff that is is almost just it's fiction. I mean, it is fictional, but like, it's hard to believe they think it's actually real. They're just putting it out there for yeah the the exhibit of it all. Um, okay, because we all know that Bigfoot wasn't spotted in a cinema in you know Washington State because he doesn't like the smell of popcorn. Like, come yeah, on! And he's not a Marvel fan. He doesn't like the Marvel movies. So why would he be there for Black Panther? Like. Come on. So, are you a reporter and you, and you are having to, like, hunt down stories and somehow turn them into into this tabloid fodder? I, there, there's, there's something about, like, you being a new reporter for this, for this you know, tabloid and you, yep. you're going out investigating all this stuff, whereas everyone else just stays in the office and, and writes- Stuff just they just come up with it. They, they, they just, just fabricate it completely. Fabricate. You're the only one out there on the streets trying to get the real scoop on ghosts and their day to day habits. Um. So, what I'm thinking is, as you're interviewing these people, there's lots of different options that you can ask people about. Okay. And the combo meter goes up as as you. As you like, like ask the right questions. You, you ask a question that leads to something that could become a story. So the idea is mm. that you're trying to build up, build up your combo meter of you're you're going down the right line and and asking these of questions course. to to you know get a juicy story. And the higher the combo meter goes for it, you know, I think it's one of these things that maybe each each question that you ask has a certain point score assigned to it, so that. The common meter does yeah. go up a little bit higher. So the challenge here, the challenge of bringing in something like a combo meter, which is obviously so grounded in just gameplay, is it needs to be something you can. It almost needs to be something you can do over and over again, right? Because if you drop your combo, like, yeah, okay, you haven't got as good a score on this one, but you'll get a high score on the next one. So I wonder if this. It could be around questioning, but I would think you'd need some sort of almost procedurally generated thing. Yeah. And I wonder if it's more around uh, an abstracted version of the questions. So you're not actually seeing the sentences and the words and the questions, but you're seeing some sort of symbols or some sort of gameplay mechanic that is representing the questions you ask and the follow-up answers. And it's like building up a file on a particular yep. story or on Ooh, this other I, story I, or, I or do, creating leads. I do, I do like that. Like, 
an entire conversation thing built on emojis mm. that like they're they're your only selections for for what you actually you know what you're talking about and all that sort of stuff and it's all about context clues of what what happened in the previous one and there's like i i see the combo meter as almost the excitement meter of of this mm. journalist so yep. asking the questions is is one part of it yeah i wonder if you can like go to it i wonder if again from a sort of keeping it into the mechanics and, and repeating out a repeater. You go into a procedurally generated town and there are people wandering around and you can come up and you have these conversations that are completely based in emojis. And initially, you know, it might be like, I don't know if there is one of these, but like Bigfoot emoji question mark. Uh, and then you get some responses from them. Like you get a series of emojis and you have to sort of, pull from that the the mood or the general tone to then yes lead it into different directions based on your other other emojis and I, I think there obviously has to be a system to it but it can be a little bit uh just instinctual about how you would do it yeah and and maybe one of the things is that they they give you a point on the mark on the map that you can now do some like investigation sort of stuff. And, and depending well, on, yeah, I think you've, I think you've almost got, you've almost got these milestones for any particular story where you might, okay. If you get that up high enough with one or two people in that town for that particular story, like I'm picturing you can almost have multiple ones on the go. So like you might get to a town, you get the, you know, three milestones for this one story from this town, but also you got a couple of small leads, you know, towards different stories in this town. Um, and yes, they might give you points on a map of where to go next. Um, or they might give you, uh, other people to talk to, which will be, you know, more open to your questioning. And then eventually you essentially fill that up and you have all the information you need. Now, whether that leads to a final, uh, I'm almost thinking you have like a photography kind of mini game or something, uh, where you have to, it's like, oh, you've got all the details you need now, you know where to be at the right place at the right time. And now you've got the opportunity to capture a photo of whatever it was that you were hunting, whether it's UFOs, Bigfoot, ghosts, Elvis, whatever. Yeah. And, and you know, the, these sort of things, uh, I, I'm imagining, again, as I said before, the, the combo meter is, is like your excitement for the story meter. Like, um, yeah. if, if you start getting some, uh, some bad hits, like, the combo can weaken. Yeah. It's sort of your momentum on that story almost. Yeah, it, and if you get too many in a row, it could completely kill a story. Like, that story has gone cold, basically. Yeah. And and other people have um, now heard that, you know, you know you, other other people who you've interviewed have bad-mouthed you and no one's willing to answer questions on that anymore. And that's why I, that's yeah. why I like the idea of it not actually being real conversations, but it's more around the fact of... Like it's around the tone that you've that people will give you, uh, and and what they think of you. I kind mean, of thing, yeah. Once once you actually start uh, talking about these sort of things, you know, you could have um, even very simple emojis that this is a happy answer. This is a this is a sort of angry answer. Like it's it's all about 
you know, working out. Well, it what, could be, what emotions it could be observational in there. Like it could be observational. Yes, like what emotions they were giving you and what sort of tone it is. But also, like, oh, they mentioned three, you know, dialogue sections back. I saw the butterfly emoji in there, and so if you get the opportunity to bring up butterflies, then that will help because you've you've observed that that is one of their interests and. You know, then they get all spirited about talking about that. And then you can, oh, now let's bring back the, you know, UFO emoji um, because we actually want to hear about that story. And of course, yeah, it's not actually text. It's just you get that, you get that combo, you get that combo build up uh, because you've essentially rode that momentum into more information and excitement about the story. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like that quite a lot. That's cool. That's fun. Uh, good old Rupert Modoc Pro Hater. All right. Three, <laughs> three, two, one, click. Ooh. Unavailable luxury. Ruined bastard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> ruined bastard. And all, it's it's like ruined, a cliche bastard. <laughs> it's kind of like a cliche character, a ruined bastard. <laughs> Just worn down and worn down by the world and turned into this bitter old bastard. Interestingly, when I saw luxury, I thought of a cruise liner. I don't know if there's anything there. Either that or is this is this a guy who was like incredibly rich, incredibly rich, lived in a in a world of luxury Mm -hmm. and is ruined financially from, like, the fall of, you know... Bitcoin. Yeah, I was just about to say, you know, some sort of cryptocurrency. And because his wallet's now unavailable, like, it was it was from... <laughs> it was from one of these, one of these places that he lost one, recently he gone lost on. One, he lost one uh, value from his alphanumeric key in, or his private key or whatever. Um, yes, whatever it is. Yes, I think he's- Okay, he's lost all his money. What's he doing now? Helping people and trying to, um, just trying to, like, reduce the carbon footprint of all the- all the crypto- cryptocurrency that he used to have. <laughs> he realises that it was really bad, and it's like, the whole thing is about- Planting trees mm-hmm. and helping people, and if he if he you know starts to stray, the combo gets broken. Okay, I could see an interesting balance there between. I don't want to get too preachy on it, but that's no, I know. But between sacrificing his himself, like to to do good for other people, he needs to go without something himself. And there's always going to be a balance there where if you do that too many times, this might be the one where you've literally run out of food again or whatever and you, you know, go hungry for the night and that is enough to break your combo or whatever, right? Like, uh, I feel like it does- we can create an interesting balance between doing something for yourself versus doing something for others and how that plays off. Because you can't just do that forever. It can't just be constantly do something for others because the combo will keep going up, combo will keep going up. But the higher your combo, 
maybe the more likely you are to get something in return from the people you help. You know, if you give food to someone on the street, maybe they point you in the direction of, you know. I, I sort of see this almost like a combination between, you know, like an arcadey platformer sort of thing and a cookie clicker. Where okay. As as you go and you're building up your combo about doing doing these nice things for people or, mm. whatever, or whatever you're doing, you know, then you get a multiplier that you can purchase for, for a little bit of, you know, or, or someone offers you this sort of thing and it breaks your combo, but then it's like, it helps you build the combo up quicker and it's sort of like that mm. thing of you're trying to do good, but while also not, um, you know, effectively offsetting your, <laughs> your, um, your carbon. <laughs> so, <laughs> is it that you like your combo breaks if you use a car or if you <laughs> do? If we throw whether away, it's, guns. whether it's the, that that level or whether where, whether it's more, you know, it's all about being selfless. And if you, it is hard to make mechanics around that sort of game. Unfortunately, I think it takes some very. Uh, it takes a lot of finessing to really get that to work right and to have it be fun. Mm. I do like the idea. Yeah, I'm almost picturing it as a- almost like a side- like an endless runner, but you keep running into people who need help or- and you have to choose whether or not to help them- uh, or almost like a paper boy situation where you're just constantly going down the street and it's like, help this person, help this person. Oh no, I, I'm running out of time. Like I need to catch a cab. And now you've, <laughs> oh, you've broken your combo because you've used, you know, too many resources or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cool. All right. I think I, I'm not sure we can keep rolling too much on that one. Um, that's okay. But, let's uh, keep, let's keep going. But also vote for climate change people who are going to. You know, fix it. All right. Attacking Rave. Startled Ray. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, raves have rays. Yeah. With like lasers and things. Or Or it could just be a dude called Ray. Ray attended a rave and he got startled because there was so, so many people there with glow sticks. Like, yeah, Ray went to a rave and it rained, unfortunately, but, uh, you know. Then he started attacking people with a sword. I mean, getting that combo meter up, like. <laughs> did get a high combo. <laughs> he killed everyone there, but the combo was high then. Um, okay. Okay. Oh, ooh. I've got an idea. Mm. So. Someone spiked um, the drugs at this rave, right? Okay. And made all the people at this rave, like, start raving mad. And they start, like, attacking Ray. Okay. The combo is from deflecting. So, he doesn't want to hurt- So, it's a purely- Yeah, it's a purely non-violent combo- the idea being like a non-violent fighter, essentially. He, he's he's effectively trying to, you know, block all these things while taking him to the hospital. Like gradually getting them closer <laughs> to the hospital, where he knows that that people can actually. Well, I, I think without going 
without going too complicated with it, I do like the idea of essentially a, I don't know if it's a, it almost makes sense to make it a rhythm game given the setting, but we don't have to, but a game where it plays like a fighter, except that you never hit anyone. Like, it plays like a brawler, except you never hit Yeah, I, I can imagine that it's sort of like, if you do one of those grab sort of things, you can use someone as, like, a human shield for a little bit and then push them into the crowd. That gives yeah. you a little bit of time to sort of get away a little bit further. And Yeah, it's about crowd management. It's about dodging. Uh, maybe you've even got a little bit of, like, parkour kind of stuff in there. But there's no attacking. Like, you, you are doing your best not to hurt people, and your combo breaks if they get hurt. Like, if you push them in the wrong direction- they And they get hit by a bus. Something, or- Like- Or, yeah, or they or they get hit by someone else who's trying to attack you, You push whatever. them, and they fall downstairs, that breaks your combo, because it's like, yep. broken leg, broken combo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I love that idea. I, okay, I'm, I'm really into the idea of bringing in a lot of the fighting game and brawler tropes- but they're all bad things when they when people are getting hurt. So yeah, you you see someone falling down the the stairs, and you see like the little thing come up over them, broken leg, you know, fractured <laughs> wrist, you know, um, and it takes away points or whatever. Like combo broken. <laughs> yeah, I, so I like that a lot. Ray was heading to this to this rave because mm-hmm. like he went down there to to go get his. I'm thinking teenage son or teenage daughter or something like that, who who was at this rave and, like, coming down there, concerned parent is like, you you shouldn't be down here. And then everyone in there, like, turned, they've got, like, red eyes and they start yeah. attacking the it's shit out of It's essentially like a zombie, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, an infection sort of thing almost. They behave like, you know, yeah, attacking zombies almost. But, yeah, you... you you're not going to hurt them. Like, they're still people and you know you, you have to help them. Yeah. But I wonder, are you just still trying to- Is the whole thing you trying to find your child then? Um, getting through all these people, different levels of people. Does it become something? Is it like a zombie thing where it started here, but it starts infecting other people? And again, like, you- And may, we probably have to have some exposition around this. But it's like, we can help these people. Like, we can't just go around hurting these people because they're sick. We need to get them help, but we also need to protect ourselves. So, yeah. the more you can do that non-violently and without hurting anyone or getting hit yourself. Oh, I wonder if you can choose to get hit. Like, you'll lose some health, but your combo doesn't break. Yeah. Because you've essentially- like. Especially, you know, there might be situations where it's like, oh, well, I could block that, but I know that there's an attack coming from this direction that would hit them if I did that. So, instead, I'm going to choose to, like, let them hit me. We'll go back. The other attack will miss. And my combo stays high. Yeah. you got some people out there that actually have weapons and you've got to disarm, disarm mm. them because the whole idea is that if they swing wildly and they happen to cut someone else, like- that's going to help break your combo. So, I, I think that it's not too deep into into the mob because I'm imagining there's a yeah. lot of people in this mob that are coming towards you. I'm, I, 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 yeah, I want this. I want this guy to be essentially John Wick, but the non-violent John Wick. Yeah. So like he's doing these like super moves where it's like, oh, this guy's got a gun, so he just like comes under, grabs the gun, like 
decide, like pulls it apart in midair or, or like takes the bullets out or whatever. The bullets all go flying over the ground. This person's about to hit him. He like blocks that, grabs this person, moves him over here to stop someone else. So in, in non-violent, like if you, technically if you knock someone out through, you know, getting him into a chokehold and they get knocked out, you technically yeah. haven't actually like hurt them as such. It's sort of yeah, like- Yeah, I guess there'd have to be a limit. There'd have to be a line between what counts as- Severe, damage to them in severe some way. In injury versus like if the only way out is actually you know punch a guy then maybe you break the combo just to just to get out like you break these guys right. nose. yeah yeah you may have to yes there may yeah i think you can have that choice of breaking the combo i wonder if you can i wonder if, if kind of like how um the from their very early Assassin's Creed, and I guess they still kind of had this. You had like the trigger to go into your sort of running, like your parkour mode, and back to your sort of assassin mode. I wonder if you've got a trigger or something that brings you in and out of a violent mode versus a non-violent mode. Yeah. So you've still got a lot of these combo, like you've still got attacks, but you have to specifically be in that violent mode to use them. So it's like, okay, I'm going to hold down left trigger now and hit X and that's my punch. Like, that's a punch. And you've got a bunch of combos in there there too that you can do. But, you yeah, you're not going to build up your combo meter. And perhaps you can play the entire game like that. Like, perhaps you can just play it like a normal brawler. <laughs> but you're not going to get good scores and you're not going to get a good ending. Yeah, I mean, there's there's like... Uh, I'm, I'm seeing it in speedrunning percentages. You've got mm. like... Any percent, which is literally you just go around punching people, and you can you can get a gun and shoot them all if you want. Like I would, I would love there to be a way to get through with the perfect combo. Like you, you never break the combo, and it's it basically it means that you haven't done anything to hurt someone else. I think if a zombie hurts someone else, it doesn't necessarily, you know. Break your combo because yes. you're, you well, haven't caused it would, that. It would it would depend on yeah. I mean, we'd have to see how the kind of mechanics of it played out because you wouldn't want it to just emerge in gameplay. Oh, whatever. You saw a guy running in with a knife, and he goes to you know plunge it into you, and he ends up plunging into the the poor zombie lady right behind you. That's on you because you didn't decide. That's on you. Yes. Yes. But yeah, you don't have people at the periphery like accidentally hurting each other and that counting against your combo or anything okay. like that. Great idea. Like, this has just come to my head. Um, depending on how many weapons you disarm, like you mm. can you can sell them at at like certain places of you know, it's like a pawn shop. You go into a pawn shop yep. and it's like where you can get health and other accessories. It's like, yep. I've got 13 knives and two guns. <laughs> what do you give me yep. for it? Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of yep. like. That's good because then that gives you a reason on both directions. Like, you can use them if you are doing it in a violently, like, or you don't care about being violent or, or whatever. But. Then they'll, like, degrade and you can't sell them for as much or they, you know, I, I, once the gun runs out of bullets. As soon as I said pawn shop, I'm like, yes, this is, what like, the best way. It's like, you know, if you get sponsorship, you go into a cashies 
and <laughs> cash converters for all our cash converters <laughs> presents Ray's rave. <laughs> Raven Ray. <laughs> Raven Ray's rainy rave. <laughs> There's something about like I can imagine Ray being, you know, some SAS soldier or something like that, you know. I think he's a Liam Neeson in Taken type. Yeah. Or a, or a John Wick, like an older guy, 50s, but has a history there. And but he's now a concerned parent and he's, not, he's past that life. So, is this... I think I think there is an ending to the game that you can get to. Like there there is a legitimate end. Yeah. But the idea is that there there are different ways to end end the game sort of thing like Oh, what maybe there's a, one or two people in every level who as long as they survive that moves towards finding a cure for this thing because they're like scientists or doctors or whatever. But you don't know. You, there's no way of you knowing who they are. So, if you go through the level violently, you are potentially removing your chance to get the good ending because essentially the people who would have solved this, you let them die. I mean, I, I'm seeing this as either, you know, Arkham Combat or, you know, or Shadow of Mordor, where there are some attacks that yes. you cannot block and you have to get out of the way and yes. and maybe use... <laughs> no, I'm picturing now as, like, Aikido, where you, you know, use their, their power I think there are them. a lot of... Yeah, I think there are a lot of diverting moves, a lot of holds and moves. I'm almost... I almost want to bring it into... Have you seen that game? Uh, what's it called? I think it's called Fights in Tight Places or something. No, I haven't seen that. It's more of a puzzle game. Cool. Uh, but it's essentially you've got a you've got a small area and it's you up against a bunch of people and they're all coming to attack you or shoot you or whatever and you you've actually got cards. It's a card-based game. But the card will be like a particular move which just brings you around someone and hits them in the side of the head or whatever. Like they're all about doing movement. And so, when you play a really good round, you're just, like, getting out of the way of attacks, hitting them from the side, moving them over there so they get hit by someone else. Obviously, like, it's turn-based, so I, I, you wouldn't do that in this game. But I'd, I'd love to have an element of that where whether there's a bit of slowdown or a bit of, like, almost the um, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes, like, pre-planning. Like, if I do this and then this and then this, like, you almost get it, uh, you get, like, 10 seconds to make some decisions about how you're going to approach this this particular combination of people coming towards you, and then it plays out. Yeah, I, I can imagine at the end of each sort of level, there's, like, a section that is, like, the crescendo, you know, where it's, mm. like, mm. this is this is the time when, you know, you've, you've managed to make sure that there's only... Th- you know, thirteen people left, and now yeah. this, this happens. Is kind of the and this final happens, tussle. and, you, and yeah. you can basically go through the last ten seconds, and it's it's almost like it slows right down, and you can plan your move and see. Yeah, it comes in you here. To I want to play like, like a ballet of of blocking and moving and ducking and dodging and yeah. Uh, and then I think you have to maybe do sort of quick timeish events to actually 
play, play out that part out um, when, when you finally decide, okay, you've pictured a la your Sherlock Holmes that you said, you know, he's going to punch like this and it's going to, you know, I block out of the way, pull him in, throw him into the wall, yep. you know, and that enables the next guy to come in and I block up and launch him over the top. In, and that's going to hit this person and, and disable them. And yeah, exactly. Um, but at any point of those steps, you could fail and your combo breaks. And now it's sort of back just into the normal gameplay of, oh, now I just got to react. Yeah. And, and now a guy's coming in with a knife that you didn't see before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because they knocked, they knocked one of your, one of your knives loose. They, they bent down and picked it up and was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that idea. <laughs> Especially when you end up carrying so many is like you get hit and just a couple of knives just clatter <laughs> out on the ground. <laughs> oh God. That, that there's something about this that, that makes me you know, wish that I had more time to build, you know, game systems and oh, all yeah. this sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, that'd be- Hard. That one would get complicated. You'd need some good experience in building- Ragdoss. Fighting systems. And, <laughs> well, and just in, in the AI involved for that sort of combat, like multiple people combat, like the Arkham Asylum or, yeah, Shadow Immortal sort of stuff- but I'd love, I mean, again, and we sort of, we do tend to do this on this game a bit, just moving away from violence, like moving away from that, hitting and, and shooting people being the only verbs that you've got to play with. It's like, no, like, you got a choice here. You can do the whole thing non-violently, essentially. Find the cure. Save everyone. Oh, w- wouldn't it be really cool, like- to have that there's there's an ending for if you go through beating everyone up and then there's a much mm. longer more fulfilling ending if you actually go through and you know aikido your way through and <laughs> yeah just use their strength against them and well and with, especially with the combo meter i think that you are much more it's actually harder in some ways to go through it violently it's easier in some ways because you can just blast people out of the way and disable them much easier with a punch or whatever. But you don't get some of the rewards that come from your high combos, mm. whether that leads to money you can spend at the shops or <laughs> I'm just imagining going back to tech trees, whether you can unlock new moves, where, you know, and they- I'm imagining that, you know, you've got a guy coming in with a knife and you're like, okay, I'm going to disable him by, you know, grabbing hold of the bottom, bottom part of the- of his hand, which which is holding the knife, push down his push down his elbow and just plunge the knife into his into his into sternum. His- <laughs> like that's disabled. <laughs> <laughs> you, this would be almost impossible to do, but I love the idea of if you could do that by you pull down that trigger halfway through the move. <laughs> so you've gone from non-violent non-violent into violent mode <laughs> oh i left so a little bit later and it's gone right through his head <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's cool yeah yeah i really i really like that or adding an extra wrinkle i know that we talked early on about the daughter what if he finds the daughter and the whole idea is that he's just trying to get her to safety and she is somewhat attacking you some of the time. You've got to be, you know, sort of blocking her right. attacks, but keeping her, you know, keeping her safe, as her well. safe, 
as well as everyone coming to attack you and and her. There's something about the juxtaposition protecting, of a- Protecting particular people could be an interesting- Mechanic. Wrinkle there. Whether it's that you find your daughter- at the at near the end, you know near the end, or it could be around saving those right people, yes, and getting them to somewhere. It's like oh, like and I know I said that part of that was not knowing who they were, but if you ignored that and it was like oh, you know, you need to get these people to safety. They haven't been affected yet, but they're going to have some way of of helping. It's like okay, now this section of the of the level is. Yeah, not just protecting yourself, but put, you know, having to put yourself in harm's way sometimes because you're trying to protect the other person yeah. and they can't fight back like you. So can. that, that adds an extra, extra part to the game that they definitely brings the non-violent thing into. Yeah. And it would be so challenging because I feel like just positioning of people would be such a factor in this. You'd almost need it to be on a grid. But you don't, you know, you don't want it to be turn-based necessarily. So you'd almost just need to have a very natural, so that you can know very well that oh, this guy's like running towards this person. If I don't move them out of the way, they're gonna get hurt. Mm-hmm. So you can do a shove or whatever, and you know, okay, that's gonna move them. You know, essentially one square that way, and the person's gonna go, you know, falling past and stumble over or something. Uh, you sort of need that def- that definite spacing and positioning. Uh, but it, you ideally you also want it to feel very natural. So <laughs> tricky. But hey, we're not making it. So get on it, Monolith or three, two, one. Can, yeah, start your engines. <laughs> Busy mode, distressed conversion. Ooh, don't want to go the religious angle. Oh no, 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 no. Just- I was actually thinking you're an alien who's Mm. infiltrating earth and the conversion to the human form is rather distressing yep yep okay busy mode made me think of someone in an office when their boss comes around (laughs) not sure that those two concepts line up so Unless you are an alien pretending to be an office worker. Pretending to be a boss. (laughs) I mean, if you've done well enough. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, I do like I do like the idea of perhaps a somewhat stealth based game set in an office. Mm hmm. The classic kind of cubicles and water cooler and, you know, typical sort of office where you maybe have tasks to do. Maybe you do play the boss. You have tasks to do. Mm -hmm. But you can also only hold human form for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And so you are attempting to get around and... Ask Damien about his TPS reports, and then you need to go and refill your coffee, and then you've got a meeting with the boss, your boss. Yeah. But you have to time it out well enough so that- You can have your bathroom break, and that's with- Yeah, Rabbit ears exactly. either side. <laughs> yes. That's your, your, your quote bathroom break, where you go in and you go, 
oh, and relax, and you just immediately turn back into the sloppy. And it sounds like a really long fart. <laughs> yeah, it does. it does. It's like it's, it is sloppy. It's it's. There are splashing sounds involved, and that's just because of what happens to your body when you and all the tentacles. Form. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you, it sounds you like it's all it going back in when when it goes the opposite way, and it's like that's where you need to make sure that there's no one else in the room because otherwise they're going to like, oh my god, did it just go back in? <laughs> so I wonder if there are. I'm not even going to dignify that. I want- <laughs> I wonder if there are... Do you think there are, like, suspicion... Like, where does the combo come in? Is it about being spotted? Is it about... Like, I wonder if as you get close, you start, like, just little parts of you changing or something. Like, your eye starts coming out on a stalk because you've got eye stalks in your alien form. Yeah. While you're talking to Jenny at the photocopier. And she starts, like, going, what is going on? And you just, like... You, you can run away, but you'll raise her suspicion. Mm. Uh, and the combo is maybe just around, like, the amount of time that you can stay hidden, essentially. Yeah. What What does this alien eat? Toner. Toner. That's why he needs to be in the office at all. Employees. Because <laughs> I'm just, I'm just wondering if well, it's like, I, ca- ca- I, can you snack? Can you snack on the temporary, temporary receptionist, or you know, may okay, that could be an interesting part of it because maybe when you feed, we need we need to go to, to a different temp agency. All these, all these male receptionists they are just, just not keep disappearing, they keep disappearing, walking off at lunch, walking off at, on the job. It's, it's always at lunchtime. <laughs> so if you feed can you stay in your human form longer is that part of it then yeah maybe it's like and can you can you sneak a, a sneaky like finger snack <laughs> that is, is literally part of them? like human fingers <laughs> that you're, that you're snacking on it's like <laughs> you're right. I was thinking you just kind of absorb them and maybe it takes a little bit of time so you have to time it right to make sure no one's coming in but I mean, yeah, you can have some leftovers. <laughs> when you absorb someone, your inventory fills up with fingers and toes. You go into your boss's office and it's like, I repaired finger sandwiches. And it's like... <laughs> oh, because there's that cucumber on. And no. No. I kinda, it is going a bit I, green. I do kind of like the idea that all the bosses in this game are aliens. Are aliens. <laughs> So it's like we, we, when you know you you call in <laughs> you call in the, the well maybe there's a narrative ac- maybe there's a narrative aspect because I think initially you should think you're the only one yeah but at some point in the game you have no choice like there's a there's a narrative moment where you are in a meeting and it's gone on so long with your colleague or like so, someone else at your level that. You cannot do anything except change back. And then they're like, oh, are you a Schlorpian too? <laughs> and then they change. Schlorp. This is based on the sound that you make yeah, when they yeah. change. Uh, um, that's definitely not an original alien name. No. Uh, no. Yeah. And then, and then you start 
now you've got people you can talk to about it and you can create a bit more narrative about why people, why these Schwarpians are there and and have that as a bit of a respite of, oh, well, you, we know that if Jane sees us, then it's fine. Uh, he just gives you a little wink and offers you a finger. Uh, a human severed finger, not a sexual mm. advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure why that's better. <laughs> But in the context of this game, it is. <laughs> it, of course it is. Like, we don't condone sexual harassment in the workplace. Only the eating of other employees. <laughs> <laughs> and again, not the sexual context. <laughs> and particularly from Consuming. temp agencies. <laughs> not permanent employees. <laughs> it's written in their contract. You, you don't, it's a weird clause <laughs> that some people notice, but just sort of they brush off signing going, anyway. Yeah. I was like, now that you're a permanent it, employee, you have no danger of being consumed by a boss. It, it's by your it's boss. like Google's "Don't be evil." It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I kind of like the idea that. The combo meter is almost a bad thing. Sorry, I just I looked it up. I stole Schlorpians from uh, Justin Roiland. Yeah, most that's the that's the the aliens in Solar Opposites. But anyway, yes. we'll stick with it for now. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I was thinking that the combo meter is almost a bad thing. You you don't want the combo to hit too high because that's oh, okay. that's one of those things that's around of- the suspicion stuff. That's not just suspicion, but it's also how long you've how long you've been going in the human form and that sort of stuff. And you know when you mm. when you sort of hit the this level that that's where you're going. <laughs> the you're higher, going to revert. <laughs> the higher your combo, the messier it is when you revert back to yeah, she sure be in form. Uh, and you know if you've if you've Kept your combo relatively low and you, you end up needing to revert or choosing to revert. You might be able to hide it because it just means, you know, you, your suit ends up a bit wet and sticky. Uh, but if you've let it go too high, like you're just going to burst out of that thing and your tentacles are going to end up yep. all over the place. This still all sounds like a sexual harassment suit waiting to happen yes. in this office. So maybe let's uh, three to one click. Mm. Mm. Sounds like a good idea. Accomplished. Portable. Boring. Spotting. Hmm. So, I'm wondering, is this accomplished portable? Like, I I see it as almost... (laughs) I recently watched Wanderlust on your your recommendation. (laughs) And the, the brother of Paul Rudd's character, he rent out portable toilets and i'm kind of thinking is the combo meter how many how many calls in a row you can actually make and rent out like portable oh i thought when you said calls i thought you meant like people calling into your toilets and leaving a deposit no 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 so it's cold calling but being so good at, at your job that you can sell you know portable portable toilets to to anyone Okay. I think I like the portable toilets. I don't know about selling them because I feel like that becomes- Not renting them or whatever. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. But <laughs> I do feel like it could more be around 
where you place them and how much use they get. Okay. Now, we don't have to get too gross with it. No. But we can if we want. Um, I kind of like the idea that the, the higher up that you go, the more amenities that you can actually install on these toilets. Like, now they're self-cleaning. Now there's a portal in the bottom and it just gets sucked into, like, another dimension. (laughs) I mean, we can go to that level. If you get that combo meter high enough. Now, what breaks the combo? Is it a toilet that overflows? Is it, Gets, you know... uh, Gets tipped over. Like... Tipped over. Like, you thought that it was a good idea to place it in the middle of an intersection? Well, no, it wasn't. Because they're... Because it would get so much use, but... Yeah. It's also just danger of it getting tipped over. I mean... Sure, you think having having a portable on the corner of every single street is a good idea because then people, if they really need to go, they just know that they need to go to the nearest corner and there's a there's a portal yep. portal loo waiting there. But that drunk driver just ran into three of them and knocked them all over, and you've got irate customers, and that's broken your combo. Yeah, and there's poo everywhere. Uh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> I've got an image God. in my head of. <laughs> Sort of a top-down view of a of a city that's maybe broken up into different parks, buildings, roads. You know, you've got construction areas and stuff. So you've got this variety of places to go. And I've just got the uh, the idea of just this constant as your combo builds up from all these people using your toilets. <laughs> You ca- you can't see me at the moment, listeners, but I was literally <laughs> scrunching my face up, just rubbing, yeah. rubbing my eyes as if I've got a um, as if I've got a migraine right now. I gave Trevor a migraine, but I think it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> this brings back the cookie clicker idea. So so you want to get to the point where you you want to get to the point where you yeah, it sort of is the cookie clicker idea where you can't distinguish the plops. You, it's just an endless stream, as it were. You can't distinguish individual plops from the diarrhea of money you are making. Yes, from people using these toilets without them. And this is the thing: you have to have you have to have put them in the right places, and maybe you have to set up like maintenance, like um, crews. You know, the patrols of people who are going around and cleaning them or emptying them or whatever. Uh, and you have to set up all your system well so that. Because if you break that combo, you know, you get unhappy customers, people are going to be less likely to use them, mm-hmm. you'd lose your reputation. Okay. Um, so, I'm, I'm imagining that you've got a- um, the, way, the way the game starts is, like, the city council have, have basically given you free reign on where you put these portal within our within our city limits. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you've got X amount of. I kind of like the idea of it's X amount of money to spend, and then each each time that someone makes a donation, um, yes. you you sort of build leaves up leaves a deposit, leaves a deposit. You 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 build uh, you build your your combo of times used. But if if someone yeah. rings up a complaint, you get hit quite. You know. This one wasn't clean on on this street, and you you haven't mm-hmm. 
your combos are starting to break a little bit or, or that, that one is no longer included in the combo meter. So now you have to send out a cleaner to get that, that one added to the combo meter. So uh, rather than being, yeah, that, like being it, it's full, essentially out of service or... Well, people yeah. people still use it, but anytime they use it, they come out and they're like, "Oh no, this was disgusting!" Like, well, they but, don't but I think that, that can like, break your combo again. In like every time someone uses one that is bad, that will break. I your don't combo. think so you it can put them out of service inter- entirely. I think that gets removed from the combo system, so that can no longer add to the add to the um to the quality of combos. Potentially, if we use if we're like using the combo still- meter for purchasing things a la your cookie clicker sort of thing well i think though i think the combo meter would more be like the longer you've gone without a th- a, a a problem okay for one the more likely people are to use so, it so you you separate the combo meter versus the the cash that you've got now to spend on yeah the and shit. i think i think yes i think the cash just comes from how from every time someone uses it you make some money yeah and the combo meter is more around how likely people are to use it. It's almost your reputation. Because I really do like this idea of you start out with one portaloo, and it's like mm. that's how that's how you know you've got it. You basically got a guy right there that after after each each person goes in, he goes in and does a quick clean and and all this sort of stuff. Well, if you if you're willing to pay it, like you have to pay them to be on shift, yeah. right? So, yeah, I think it is around, okay, you've got the one portaloo and then you can decide on how many, on how often you, you want this person there or how many people troll. you want to pay you, you, on Poop Patrol. No, Poop Troll, as in from last week, the Poop Troll. The- oh, a Poop Patrol. <laughs> well, I think Poop Patrol or Poop Patrol it makes it more sense in this case. But, yes, the Poop Troll, Poop Patrol. Uh, <laughs> That's how they got the name. They everyone calls them poop trolls because they are the poop patrol, but it <laughs> sounds very much like poop troll. Yeah. So yes, and then you, you know, essentially the, the 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 city is paying you every time someone uses it because they're trying to encourage cleanliness in the you know in, in the city and 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 having uh, free uh, uh, toilets uh, amenities. So that's just how the deals worked out. Every time someone uses it. You get paid, and then yeah, you can use that money to buy a second one, and hopefully now you're multiplying your money. Yeah, or you're not multiplying your money, and you're just paying more people to clean the one you've got. You, these are the choices you've got. Yeah, I think though, we definitely need to be just simulating the bowels of every citizen, right? Yeah, and I I, I see this as yeah, and, and by simulating, I of course mean in a simplified way. We have a poo me, you know, a poop, a poop meter uh, for every citizen that you know if they eat. It's going to go up a bit faster mm-hmm. than when they eventually. Then they can, then they can make. Yes, um, they can make. It's <laughs> an awful term. <laughs> it's so American. <laughs> yeah, um, I like the idea of of as this is going. Like you can you can go outland- outlandish with the with the upgrades that you can have for each of these things. Mm. What happens after in like the second act of the game, or you know, it's sort of like I, I see this as a run sort of thing that you mm-hmm. know, in in two sense of the word, that there's like <laughs> a there's a marathon, and someone someone gave out some really dodgy um really dodgy water that was actually contaminated, and now everyone's got mm-hmm. the runs as well as running, and therefore they're all you know. So is this like an event? <laughs> 
is a sort of an event that will occur at a certain point in the game. Yeah. And, and maybe they're random events that maybe instead of it being like, you know, act two or whatever, the marathon happens. Maybe it's just. Oh, no, I was going to say act two is actually a Slugworth like character comes in and he's got like a competing portaloo business. So you've got a little bit of time to actually build this up and you know, at some stage. To build your reputation and build your. At some stage, there's going to be another, another rival company coming in Mm. trying to take some of your business. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, I think you've essentially got your reputation combo that uh, builds up with every clean poop that someone takes, mm-hmm. where they're happy with the experience. They're more, that means, in general, that the, the, the people in the city are more likely to use your toilets. Once that gets down low, they're very unlikely to use it. You yep. can obviously- they will Some will still use it. There's obviously also a balance between- how much they need to go and how close they are to what toilet. Uh, so even if your reputation's rock bottom, someone who really needs to go is still going to use one of yours. And if that's clean, then okay, now you, now your reputation goes up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so you've got that opportunity to build it back yeah, up. And, and, but yes. And, you know, it, it's, it's all about getting your rankings up on, um, I don't know, poopshoot.com or whatever. Poo advisor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poo advisor, I think that's actually really good. You know, it's it, it's by the people who made TripAdvisor, and it's like number two advisor, <laughs> <laughs> two advisor, <laughs> shit advisor. That's the closest rhyme I can think of to trip. Uh, later on, you can even because I like your idea about outlandish upgrades. We can go comical with this. You can bring in super high technology stuff portals that teleport the poo all the way you know but if that breaks if that if you've got the if it, the if it reverses tool, accidentally oh yeah, shit mountain yeah, is like all the- of a sudden going up some some poor guy. oh my god i just <laughs> i just had the vision of that event like you've upgraded all your toilets to portal technology but now you've run out of money or something you can't afford to keep the other end of the portal going and it reverses it all and just all of a sudden every <laughs> Toilet that you've put down becomes a geyser. Of brown water. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All of that was to say that you can bring in the service where you have cars that will take people to the nearest toilet and it's pooper. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even good. It wasn't worth it. I do do like this idea of of just being able to- You want to build that combo meter up as well as, like, the better that you're going without problems, the, the quicker- that you're actually bringing on the Slugworth ex- uh, Slugworth-like uh, Slugworth like character. Yeah, I think it essentially comes at a certain point in your success. Uh, the game will decide, okay, now, you know, there's enough here that we need competition. I'm just imagining that you, you can have, you know, like- um, there's, there's now a festival like a or or like a uh, Macy's Day parade, and it's like okay, I see that coming up in the calendar, and you've got a calendar coming yes. up, and you can sort of say, yep. down this street, make sure that here's here's where the route is. We know that we're going to need enough toilets know, to portaloos lining yep. the streets, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's something about this that. It's so fucking great. <laughs> I think you, you once you've got your Slugworth character as well, like he's that their, their uh, workers are going to try to sabotage. They're going to send out saboteurs against your toilet. 
So now some of the upgrades you can get are like defense mechanisms <laughs> where, you know, you can maybe set them up to detect certain conditions and it'll just slam the toilet shut and not let anyone in to try to, to, to sabotage it. Uh, but that can backfire on you. Like you have to do it based on. You know, oh, the, all their employees wear blue shirts and red hats. Uh, but if someone just a regular civilian happens to be wearing a blue shirt and red hat, like they're going to get locked out and they're going to give you a bad review. Mm-hmm. So you have to, again, balance, you know, balance those those up against uh, your reputation. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think of some of the other, like, some of the other things that you could actually bring in is like- Rather than, you know, we've only focused on number twos at the moment. What if there were specific <laughs> toilets that you could actually get that were just for number ones? Yeah, porter urinals. Yeah, basically for, sort, for, 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 for men and women. For men and women. You basically, you've got a funnel that you can give the women on the way in. And the sheep require is more the- cleanliness. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do. I do like that you could perhaps have certain, and we don't have to go into the details of how they work inside. No. But like, uh, they're, they're longer. They're longer that, things because they, and they can process more people a lot quicker. That's it. I think it's that they that, that people will go in there only if they need to do a number one, and, but they'll get they'll be quicker, and so you, they they they're going to be more bang for your buck in certain times. You can have just one of them and. You know, two setting the- them setting them up outside of a outside of a convenience store that has those really large oversized sodas, <laughs> like you know, gold. Bond. Yeah, I do like the idea that essentially every like you've just got you know fairly basic AI of these of these citizens going about their days, um, but different stores that they go into or different times of day will alter their intestinal you know levels uh, in different ways. Yeah. Uh, and you, you have a spike of people using, you know, using your port every Taco Tuesday. You know, you've just, you have to, and you have to be prepared for that. Ooh, if, if you're in like, say the French quarter or something like that of, of the city, mm. you, you know that those sort of people, they love a bidet, but the typical, the typical user doesn't like a oh. bidet. So it's like, you can also now start talking about- well, and what if even because like if you if you keep if you have dirty toilets, you could give people gastro, which can then affect other people. But that means more people are going to need to use your toilets. Mm. Like you could have this whole cascading effect where you've you've you just create this situation where everybody needs to poo all the time, and you can't handle the load. Pun intended. Dysentery. Basically, basically, it's just if you don't do right, it's just rivers of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we definitely just want like (laughs) pollution system, like flow flowing through the city. If you've got overflowing toilets, they just will let out a slow drip of poo water. And if you've got too many, and they're all doing it, like that's the disaster case. It's like in SimCity when you hold why did you put the all those, Why did you put all those toilets along the drinking water line and it, it's all gone in? <laughs> like, well, I'm just picturing you also- You set up for the big parade 
and you've got the portaloos all the way down and then you end up with a dysentery infection and then the parade is going down this street that's just flowing <laughs> with everything coming out of your toilet. Be- because, because you didn't put a portal in those toilets, you had to send mm. down the truck to go clean it out every, you know, ex- ex-customer. Well, you forgot the Macy Day-, Macy Day Parade and you didn't change the route for the day. They can't get through. All the ones on the other side, blocked. Yeah. Like, yeah, I definitely like that idea of you setting up your routes of your trucks coming through to empty them. The order in which they need to go. Different workers. Like, yep. if they're currently in use, if you didn't, if you didn't actually, mm. you know, set the operating hours properly on, on these things and you can actually have an auto lock sort of system, um, yep. where it locks it out and, you know, for, for cleaning and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I've noticed in the city occasionally they do have, like, an auto-cleaning thing for these. Yeah. Well, and that's it. I think as you get the higher technology ones, yeah, you have, whether it's just auto-lock out during a certain time and you wait, you know, but you have to make sure then that your route is on time. Like, you don't want to lock it at the wrong time and then they haven't come to clean it or it's locked for too long and you miss out on users. Uh, Or, yeah, then you eventually you get auto-cleaning stuff, you get- but they don't order empty necessarily. Like, I mean, I guess some could be tied into the actual sewage, but they're they're less portable than they're more permanent. Yeah, because I mean, the the beauty about these portaloos is they they're portable. Like, you you don't want to tip them over because that's going to cause all sorts of mess. And then the the poop the poop trolls are going to have to actually they're going to have to clean up a lot more, and they. They love that sort of stuff, but, you know, they get all messy and they- We pay them very well. Well, that could be a factor, actually. How well do you pay them? Because that will affect how well they do their job. Depends if they're actually trolls or they're <laughs> schlorpies. I don't think they're actually trolls. <laughs> oh, all right. I don't know why the last this episode and the last one have focused so heavily on bodily functions, but- uh, well, I don't know. We're having fun. So, hope you guys are too. Uh, I think we'll end it there on that note. Yep. If you want to find us online, all of our previous episodes are up at podchaser.com slash bitstorm. I promise they're not all about poop. Some are, but they're not all about poop. Uh, go there, listen to some of them, leave us a review, let us know what you thought. We would love to hear from you. If you like the the song that we play at the start and end, that song is called Mad Defiance. It's on the album Containment Failure by the band Kuradust. Just search for Kuradust and Bandcamp and on Google and you'll find it. It's free. That's right. Yeah. Go have a listen. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Poo Patrol, Poo Patrol, always on the trouble. Poo Patrol, Poo Patrol, get there on the double. Rocky, Lumpy, The Runs, Constipation, and Sky. He just is having a real bad time. (laughs) 